Good morning, my name is Mark, I'm one of the pastors on the team. It is good to be with you. Uh, we have a high value here at Pineland Covenant Church um, to be in relationship together, and we believe that creating space to engage in conversation is one of the ways that we do that. And so, uh, for the next five minutes, we have coffee, donuts in the back. See you in five minutes. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, if you have your Bible with you this morning, will you turn to uh, Psalm chapter 1, First Psalm. We are going to be diving right in that this morning. Um, we are in the last week of a series called uh, The Power to Change. Okay, so get this. Um, I was looking up, uh, there's this gym, it's called Equinox, and maybe you've heard of it. Um, they uh, do not allow anyone to join on January 1st. Like, they just don't allow new memberships to take place January 1st. That looks pretty funny, right? Like, this like high-end gym doesn't allow anybody to join January 1st. You can come join January 2nd, but they do not allow anyone to join January 1st. Why? Because as, as humans, right, we have this desire to see change happen, but when it actually comes to it, there's a disconnect, right? There's, there's this disconnect when there's no follow-through with actually pursuing long-lasting change. And so uh, as we conclude this, this, uh, this series this morning, I want to make it very practical for each of us, everyone in this room this morning, but we're going to look at just one simple question. How do I create lasting change? How do we as a community cultivate lasting change? Uh, really, our goal is to create a really accessible way for us as uh, followers of Jesus at Pine Lake Covenant Church to model our lives uh, after Jesus, the way that he lived, to do the things that he did so that we can experience the same fullness of life that he offers us um, in this place. And so uh, this morning is going to be very simple. I'm going to uh, give us a little imagery from Psalm 1. We're going to do, uh, we're going to have a little interview this morning, uh, so that's going to be fun. And then there'll be a simple invitation at the end for us to uh, to conclude the series with a really practical invite. Sound good? Cool. All right. So if you uh, if you do have your Bible, <clears throat> turn to Psalm one, and we're going to read this together this morning as we jump in. Beginning at verse one, it said, "Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on His law day and night." That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season. Don't miss this part. Whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. But on the contrary, on the contrast, not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. For a minute, I want us to just reflect on um, this one simple phrase that comes uh, in Psalm 1 that I think really helps us set uh, an image in our mind of what healthy rhythms look like. That person is a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Would you join me in prayer? Jesus, thank you for the example that you have laid. God, thank you for the power that is on display. Holy Spirit, 
Thank you for the ways in which you cultivate and push us to change. God, in our, in our lives, in our relationships, in our marriage, in our workplace, God, in every capacity of life now, Lord, you are calling us to grow, you are calling us to change because you are a God who calls us to experience transformation. And Lord, may we not miss that today. We ask these things in the name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Well, when we look at this, this phrase um, that comes in Psalm 1, yields its fruit in season. Um, as someone who lives in the Pacific Northwest, right, like, we know trees, right? Like, maybe you're some of the, one of those people, like, I've been on uh, a couple hikes with people that you're walking through the, the forest. You can name, like, any tree ever in the forest. Anybody? Anybody can do that? Um, anybody like, I see trees all the time, but I don't know what any of them are called, right? Yeah, thank you, okay? But, but we're really familiar with the life cycle of, of trees, right? So this is like a really accessible analogy for us, or, or simile for us as, uh, as a people. The, uh, this psalm was written to an agrarian society, but like we can relate to it, right? Like we know the cycles, we know the rhythms that cultivate a healthy life for a tree. It matters where it's planted, right? By streams of water. It matters that there's fruit produced in one season and not the other, right? But this is, this is key. Whose leaf does not wither, right? There's a difference between like leaves falling off and in the fall, like it losing leaves, but, or, and, and leaves like withering, right? There, there's a difference between the life cycle and, and the health of the tree. But ultimately, this phrase at the very end, Whatever they do prospers is something that we're really going to pursue um, in the next several minutes as we think about what it means to cultivate healthy change. And, and not in the, the prosper, uh, prosperous way where like whatever you touch turns to gold or whatever you do, like you exceed at it, but in a deeper way that God is saying that prosperity comes from being near and rooted in the one who can change. Like, prosperity is found in, in being in close proximity to God despite your circumstances, rather than thinking about what we can gain or get on the back end. And so, uh, if we truly want to see change, it's very simple that lasting change is rooted in rhythms. If we want to see change, we must be rooted in rhythms like this tree. So what does this look like if uh, we are not trees, we are humans? Like, how, how do we actually experience what um, this analogy is talking about? And so um, we're going to make it very, very practical this morning as we're concluding this series. And so uh, I want to invite my friend up, Trey, a.k.a. Uh, Tall Trey, because there's another Trey here. Come on up, Trey. Uh, would you welcome Trey up this morning? Yeah. So um, Trey... Uh, at my house, we call him Tall Trey because we have a not so tall Trey, and then we have Tall Trey, right? I didn't know that. That's a thing. It's a thing at our house. You are Tall Trey, and forever and always will be. Um, so uh, Trey and I, we honestly, we haven't even. Yeah, there's your microphone. Sorry, I didn't even tell you that. Uh, we've known each other about a year, um, and uh, and it's been such a gift to be able to get to know you, to know your wife, um, and uh, for you to be part of this community. Um, you are uh, already leading a really. Uh, 
powerful group, a life group that is walking through what it looks like to to pace ourselves in the way of Jesus. And um, there's so much more I could say about you. You're a lefty like me. We went to the same school. Yeah. You went to. We both went to the same school for grad school. Um, you're probably the best basketball player that's ever played in our gym. There's a lot of things that we can brag on about you. But um, Trey, give us a little snapshot. Who are you? Tell us about yourself, your job, your family. Who is Trey? Um, well, to keep it really short, um, me and my wife Kira have been here for just over a year. Um, I. I'm a basketball coach and trainer, um, and we, I don't know, I, I guess we're passionate about um, basketball in our family. We're passionate about following Jesus. Um, almond milk flat whites are great. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like. That's what you get every time. Yeah, almond milk every flat single white. time with honey in it. Um, sorry, also, my voice is really messed up because of coaching today so yeah it's been like i'm yelling all day every day this weekend but so good. what a great day to choose that's yeah right. that's right uh okay so trey um you can hold that thing like a like a, ice a little cream bit cone. Okay. i know you don't eat ice cream because you're an athlete but you can hold it like an ice cream cone uh so you give us a 90 second like elevator pitch like how did you find jesus like how did you become a christian um how did you choose to follow jesus yeah, so um, actually, I don't know if Larry and Priscilla are in here, but uh, okay. Um, anyways, um, sorry, there we, there we go. that works. Okay. Um, yeah, I think there's a, a grandparent couple here that their grandson was actually kind of monumental in my journey. I went to Issaquah High School. Go Eagles. I know you guys are Skyline people, but. Oh, we got uh, some. We got some. There we go. There we go. Yeah, there you go. Um, and so we were at like Gonzaga team camp and he um, recommended this book. We, we didn't really know each other that well, but he recommended this apologetics book by Gregory Boyd um, that basically sent me on this journey of just like reading and learning about um, Jesus more from an intellectual standpoint, um, which kind of drew me into reading the Bible. And I, I pretty much took the first like two years of my faith journey. It was just me and the Bible and maybe like some really um, underdeveloped prayers and just like kind of um, went with it. And then as I got into college, I ended up kind of joining some churches and kind of getting more into community. But um, I think, too, there, there was a, a big turning point for me a couple years ago where I kind of um, switched from um, really loving Jesus to um, really learning how to try to follow Jesus with how I was living my life. And so I think that um, that's still a, a journey that I'm going through. But, yeah. It's so cool. I have had the privilege of, of sitting with you a lot over Flat White. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, just going to hear about the ways in which um, you take seriously what we're going to be talking about today. And so um, you are not this expert, and yet you've lived it like you've you've embodied it you've uh, tried to pursue it in a way that that you take it seriously in your life and, and so that's why i feel like just hearing from you today um is, is so important so um what we're we're going to do as we kind of walk through a few questions with trey is um we want to uh, we want to name kind of three levels or or three steps that we can take that we can all pursue to build healthy rhythms as lifelong followers of Jesus. And so um, we are all learning. We are all on this journey of, of what it means to cultivate healthy rhythms. Um, and, and so, uh, and yet, we all have an opportunity to continue to take steps to align our lives and align ourselves uh, with the life of Jesus. And so, um, very simply, we're going uh, to just talk about it in, uh, in school terms, all right? Um, so we're going to start with Rhythms 101, all right? Just basic, like, 
here's the foundation of, uh, of what it means to cultivate a type of rhythm in our life that patterns after the life of Jesus, the way of Jesus. And um, very simply and very foundationally, um, starting with Sabbath is like the core baseline invitation for us to really begin to think about like patterning our lives after the life of Jesus. And, and that takes place um, uh, in a lot of different ways. But if you think about the biblical narrative, there were six days in creation, right? Humans were born, uh, created, God created humans on the sixth day. And then their very first day that they were uh, alive together was rest. Right? There's this, this pattern of rest that God from the very beginning has initiated himself, but also invited us to live into. And, and Jesus modeled it all throughout the Old Testament, excuse me, the New Testament. Um, and, and really for us, it's this powerful subversive witness that living in a non-stop world, like cultivating Sabbath as a primary practice for us as Christians is pivotal. Um, and I know that's something that, that you and your wife uh, take very seriously as, as a practice, as a discipline. And so um, I want to say that I think oftentimes, in, especially in our culture, in our society, that we get into this, this spot where um, I'm so busy that uh, I can't rest. But, but I would say that the busier your schedule, the more important the Sabbath really is. And so, um, Trey, how, how did you first begin practicing Sabbath? What, what was that like for you and your wife? Yeah, so, um, like I said, a couple of years ago, we kind of uh, came into contact with a, a couple of people who kind of really introduced us to the whole, like, spiritual formation movement, and particularly John Mark Comer um, was a huge influence on us. Um, listening to some of his teachings at the beginning and then um, reading his book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And um, I think that was a, a real before-after moment in our just journey following Jesus in the sense that um, we knew as we were reading it, like, our life won't quite be the same after this. And it turns out change is a lot harder than we had anticipated. So in many ways, like, our lives are more similar to them than, than we thought they would be. But um, I think over time we are um, chipping away at um, kind of experimenting with how the practices are going to inform just how we follow Jesus. And um, I think that Sabbath started um, very early on and has been probably the most consistent um, in terms of we have pretty much every week for the last year and a half to two years set aside that 24 hours and kind of been building out um, different ways in which that can be something that's life-giving and not legalistic, but also disciplined. And, you know, that's a dance that we're constantly trying to figure out and explore with. But, yeah, I would say that was kind of the beginning of it for us. That's great. So, like, how do you do it? You, uh, What do you guys do to, like, really mark Sabbath? Like, is it a day where you're not doing anything or just sitting on the couch? Like, what what is Sabbath for you and for Kira? Yeah, so right now, I mean, like I said, it's been evolving. Um, but right now... Um, we usually start with writing a list of like things that might pull us out of the spirit of Sabbath. So um, anything that we're worried about or feel like we have to plan or just be ready for. Um, so we'll write that list down and then we fold it up and put it into this basket, um, you know, in our, our kitchen to kind of symbolize like we're putting these things to the side for now. Uh, we'll light a candle. Um, we're trying to get into a spirit of like 
taking some deep breaths and just kind of centering ourselves on God. And then we have our, our small group on our Sabbath. So we go downstairs and do our practice in the way group and get to celebrate and feast in community, which we're really grateful for. We have um, just the most amazing group. Um, and so it's it's all life-giving. Um, we get out and um, we usually do kind of like a worship night where we like, you know, sing some songs and get weird a little bit, you know. Um, and then we... You know, we like Catan a lot right now, so we'll play a game of Catan, sleep in, have a big breakfast, and then, yeah, the last couple hours, I would say, of of the the Sabbath on Tuesday, um, it's kind of free-for-all, so we kind of decide the day of, and... Yeah, okay, does anybody stuff. else wish they were just like dual income, no kids, like, yeah. right? Like, you're just <laughs> it's a living, like, percent. you get to play Catan, like, that's when you know, yeah, that's when you know. <laughs> for, for many of us, right, like... That is not your reality, right? Yeah. Like that, it's just, it's just not. Yeah. And yet, the same invitation is extended to us. Maybe that will look different for all of us, but, sure. but God invites us to keep the Sabbath as a way that we mark time and right. space to set aside as worship, as reflection, as this resistance to what our culture of nonstop go, go, go is always demanding, and, yeah. and it's a practice. So, well, yeah, also like that experiment kind of mm-hmm. idea, so you know, good. like it's going to change, and just like like when we first started Sabbath, we were, you know, unemployed, and kind of like everything is kind of um, different just yeah. based on where you're at. Seasons of, of life. Yeah, Absolutely. running it just through the lens of rest and worship and figuring it out from there. So good. Uh, there's this quote that that, uh, that comes from Corey Tenboom. Maybe you know her, but she says, "If the devil cannot make us bad, he will make us busy." It's the essence of the importance of Sabbath. The, like, do you hear this? The greatest threat to our growth and our vibrant relationship with Jesus is really simple: distraction keeping us busy. And really what Sabbath is uh, inviting us to do is to, one, just to slow down, to create space, but also to examine ourselves, to examine our lives, to examine our rhythms and the ways in which we're pursuing Christ. And so uh, let's move to, uh, we're going to go 201 now, all right? So we're, uh, we're graduating a level up. Uh, so as we think about Rhythms 201, we, we begin to, to think about cultivating practices, right? Um, so uh, with anything, right, if you want to improve on something, it takes practice, right? Whether you're a sourdough baker and you just got a starter, anyone, anyone? Okay. Um, you are a basketball player, musician, uh, right? If you're coding, whatever it is, like it takes practice, Following Jesus takes practice. And so these, these practices that maybe we're familiar with, right, are practices that will form us and, and shape us. But uh, how, as, as you've kind of uh, experimented or been, been really integrating Sabbath into your life, like how have uh, these different practices of, of scripture, uh, of solitude, of fasting, of prayer, like how have, that, how have those practices as you've incorporated them really impacted your, your life in following Jesus? Yeah, I mean, I think with Sabbath in particular, um, I do I agree with like how that was really foundational and starting just because, like you said, like often we're just like too busy and Sabbath is really good because it's more about taking things out and um, slowing down a little bit. And I think it kind of spills over into the, the rest of the week when you just like have a space where you know you're going to have time to read your Bible and pray and enjoy creation and just find a light and I think that that um, helps kind of have a weekly set time to build other practices into your life and I think that um, 
that's been really helpful for us. Um, but yeah, I, w- I would say that um, just following Jesus in general, and as you guys can tell, I'm not far down that path, probably a lot less far than a lot of people in this room. But for what we um, are trying to do to build a life around following Jesus, I think that, um, you know, those practices have been really formational in, in just like counterculture um efforts i guess like there's so many things if you just wake up in the morning that are trying to create you to be a certain person Mm -hmm. right and all the images that you're seeing all the tv shows you're watching the things that you know on social media or just even the people that you're in relationship with like all have a vision for what um, a good life is and what you know just becoming a good person is and i think that um you know, really centering that around trying to take intentional times to make that aim Jesus rather than um, whatever you're naturally going to encounter, I think has been um, the biggest kind of overarching idea behind our practices. So good. So good. I think when we think about the life of, of Jesus, right, trying to pattern our lives, um, there's this scripture that comes up in Mark chapter 1. It says, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, went off to a solitary place where he prayed. And for me, for I think many of us, when we think about like having discipline or having practices in our life, like this is it, right? Um, this is this is all it is. Or this is the pinnacle of like you have to be an early bird. Anyone anyone in an early bird, right? Okay, not many hands, right? So we're like, oh man, we're all failing, right? But but there are so many different ways. Like this is important, right? Like solitude, rest, silence, maybe for some of us it is early in the morning, but but there are so many different ways in which Jesus modeled throughout his ministry a life of practicing what it means to ultimately experience this, this fullness of life that was him that we now have the invitation to do as well. Um, and so uh, I want to keep throwing a couple more questions at you, but uh, we're going to move to kind of this, uh, this 301 um, Pursue a rule of life. And so this is where we're going to get like kind of into the, the more of the nuts and bolts of like, okay, what does it mean to really cultivate these rhythms? And so I um, want to uh, walk through uh, this matrix just briefly for us as we uh, as we see um, when we think about practices that form us, we kind of have daily, weekly, and monthly um, rhythms, right? We have our, our daily routine, daily rhythm. We have a, maybe a weekly things that we do and don't do, and then kind of our monthly. Uh, when we think about maybe daily practices, this might look like AM prayer in the morning, um, maybe midday scripture, um, some journaling at night, or, or just like practicing an overall like uh, posture of simplicity in, in, uh, in the way that we, uh, we live in pursuit of Jesus, right? So again, these are just examples. This is not um, prescriptive of how we should be living life, but as Trey and I have had a lot of time to talk about it, like these are things that, that we've tried to implement. These are things that um, uh, that we've seen others throughout the last 2,000 years that have been trying to follow Jesus, what they've done. Um, maybe in like a, in a weekly rhythm, it would look like fasting, um, being part of a life group, sharing life together in community, um, worship, um, and then again, like cultivating Sabbath as uh, as foundational for us. And then, um, and we uh, and we move to kind of the monthly rhythm of silence and solitude, um, maybe tithing. And again, these can all like be in different places: uh, hospitality, serving. Do you, do you get like this? This rule of life is just like building a, a rhythm. And this is 
if you're like a chart person, like I'm a total chart person. Lauren is like not a chart person at all, right? So um, if you're not a chart person, sorry, but it's just like a, a snapshot of like what it would look like for us to pattern our lives in the way of Jesus. And so um, Trey, you're in this experiment. Um, it's aspirational, but what, what does it look like for you? Um, and, and what is kind of your rule of life as you start to pursue it look like um, in any given week or, or month? Yeah. Um... So, yeah, I think that, like, Mondays, um, we usually fast from um, when we wake up till 6, and then that kind of leads us into Sabbath as, like, a kind of a, um, I guess, holding two, two opposing forces of, like, fasting and then feasting. We have, like, the best um, meals with our small group. And we've talked about it several times. They're just, like, amazing meals. So we kind of wait all day, don't eat, and then have this, like, huge feast with you know, some of our favorite folks. And so um, that's one thing. Um, usually I think like a morning kind of Bible prayer time I think is um, pretty consistent right now. I think that uh, we're trying to get more kind of praying slots throughout the day with more of like a daily office kind of situation. So even though it's super um, early, I think that's kind of been our focus this year is like trying to um, stop midday to pray something quick, even if it's like I'm in the middle of my day and it's like hectic, um, you know, let me say the Lord's Prayer real quick and just invite God into whatever I'm doing. Or um, And then at the end of the day, trying to do like a gratitude prayer. But um, like I said, we are, are always mm-hmm. kind of realizing how we're um, falling short of our aspirations and, you know, mm-hmm. just saved by grace, yeah. luckily. It's a trial, yeah. right? Like yeah. there's, there's times, there's seasons where you'll be really motivated to do those things. And, and I know there'll, there'll be times you're like, that's the last thing I want to do, right? And, and just being honest with, like, that is the pattern in life of following Jesus. It's not this prescriptive thing that we always have to fit into a box, but um, at the end of the day, it's something that uh, is uh, after the pursuit of the heart of God, of, of being near God and pursuing Jesus in the way that he lives. Um, and, uh, and it's beautiful, right? And again, all these things that you're, you're, you're sharing with us, those are, those are like real life things that you've tried on and that you've lived in and some that work really well for, for you and, and others that, that you've learned on, uh, that you've learned to, uh, to, to kind of adapt. And, uh, and so, uh, when we think about like building this into now your life, like this invitation, like we're moving into, okay, so what? Like Trey's up here, this dude is awesome, right? Like he's, he's really has some intentionality around it. He's thought about it, but maybe you're like, this is the first time that you're thinking about it. Maybe you're like somewhere in between. Um, what does this look like? I want to throw this one last thing, uh, your way. As we think, as we think about like maybe gradual, graduate level rhythms, right? Like, okay. This is if you're, uh, if you're really like pursuing it. Real, it's just simple though. It's like practices plus community. Like these practices plus living in relationship with other people, with accountability, with having people to be your cheerleader to encourage you. Over time, over a long period of time equals a healthy rhythm. It's really simple. Right, but the, the cool thing about this is, is it doesn't just happen like this, right? It's not like, hey, three steps in the next 30 minutes and then you're gonna get it. Like, this is a trial and error. This is like hard but good but deep work that we do as followers and disciples of Jesus that form us. And, and so really the invitation is, is this. Um, uh, where are you in this kind of sketch of 101, 201, 301? Again, just naming reality for each of us. Where where do you find yourself in this season of life? 
Maybe you're in this room for the very first time and thinking about what it means to, to follow Jesus and you have no idea uh, what that means. The, the reason why we think starting with Sabbath is so important is because it's so subversive in our day and age to say, I am not the Lord of my life. There is a different Lord of my life. Amen? And from there, we pattern our lives in a way that are different. And, and, and maybe you, you've been a Christian your whole life, but you've never even thought about like, oh man, there's like practices or disciplines or a framework that I can pursue in order to follow Jesus to actually cultivate change, not only in my life, but in my community. Like, that's a, it's a powerful thing. And what would it look like for all of us? Everyone in this, in this room, as a community, what, what, what would it look like if we were all pursuing this type of change internally that that inevitably like our families would change our marriages would have deep impact like our community would have this wide stretching reach for jesus through jesus because we are about the things that god is about and so um uh, as we as we conclude today um uh trey do you have a just like one last like word like this is this is something that you feel like, uh, yeah, patterning your lives or these practices have, have meant to you. Just like, yeah, give us one last thing. Yeah, I mean, I think that the biggest thing that was, uh, that's still impactful for me is just realizing that I'm becoming somebody every day, mm-hmm. you know, and I either can be in, uh, intentional with who I'm trying to become and kind of where I'm trying to aim my life at, um, which can look very different, right? It might not look like, any of these practices, right? There might be other things that the Holy Spirit is kind of guiding you into that, um, you know, is is important for you becoming more like Jesus. But I, I think that the ancient kind of practices that um, are usually considered the spiritual disciplines, for me as somebody who doesn't know much about much, I think really helps give me some, like, background of people who are um, a part of that journey over centuries and decades. And I... Uh, I, yeah, I think just continuing to be intentional about wanting to aim our lives at Jesus is kind of the end goal, and running through everything through that lens um, is, yeah, the top priority for me. Uh, we start doing this in, in youth group. If, if we like something that's going on, we just do like a little little one of these. So anybody, anybody there this morning? Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Trey, seriously, for, for sharing your life. Like, there's a lot of things that it takes humility to, to invite us into your, your rhythm in, in, in life. Um, so we appreciate that. And so, uh, as we're in this space, what, like, where are you? What, what is your next step? Super practical in, in this season. 101, 201, 301. Maybe it's just like starting for the very first time to ask questions of somebody that you trust. Like, what does it mean actually to follow Jesus? Well, like, what is this life? Maybe it's just trusting um, for the very first time that, that God, uh, through Jesus Christ, is actually the Lord of this world, the Lord of your life instead of yourself. Uh, and so I want to give you that reflection, and I want to leave us with this, this story, and then we're going to pray and close. Um, there's, a, there's this image in uh, John chapter 13. Uh, it's when Jesus is sitting around the table with his disciples. Um, and it's actually the story of when Judas was about to betray Jesus. Um, but, but, but there's this really small yet significant detail that happens. That in the midst of all this chaos of, of, of Jesus about to be um, betrayed, of, of all these questions, of all this wondering, like high, high emotion, right? Like maybe you've been at a table like that where there's high emotion. There's the disciple John. says that he's just leaning against Jesus. Just resting in Jesus. Like finding rest in Jesus. 
in the midst of the chaos. And and truly, that's all this invitation is for us, uh, to build in this rhythm and this practice, is, is to find rest and refuge and identity and purpose and being with Jesus in the midst of everything else that is going on. And so as you go from this place, as you go into this, this next season, may you be someone who pursues a healthy rhythm so that we together can be part of bringing heaven to this earth. Would you join me in prayer? God, we're grateful for the ways in which you have uh, modeled just a really simple simple way to follow you that will last a lifetime, God. And so uh, wherever we are in this room, wherever we are in pursuit of you, God, would you meet us in this place? May we continue to cultivate healthy practices that impact our families, that impact our relationships, our workplaces, our lives, for your glory, Lord. That is what we are after. That is the change that we pursue. We ask these things in the name of Jesus. Amen.